0: Hey, this is Les and Tusk, and what we do is travel around the world teaching guys how to meet, date and attract women in the best locations where you can find the hottest women. Amazing party locations, different cultures, different types of girls, different ethnicities. and. We teach men how to do that without relying on alcohol or Tinder because what we believe is that the modern man should be able to walk up to a girl that he likes and just fucking communicate with her normally and you skip ahead of the line from the thousands of guys that fucking approach them on Tinder and all these shitty dating apps and you're not going to be one of those guys who is drunk, slobbering on them in a nightclub. Uh, That's what we do essentially. We're going to be talking about How to actually plan a trip.
1: I originally did a video on YouTube called How to Maximise Your Overseas Trip, or how to get laid, how to maximise the the time with the lads on an overseas holiday. We're gonna do a slight spin. It's gonna be a two-part podcast, so pre-arrival, the things you need to be considering, everything from where to be going to what you need to be doing in advance, you know, looking for accommodation and all that stuff. And then the second part of the podcast, part two, Going to hear next time will be us detailing exactly what you do once you hit the ground running in your chosen location where we are right now we're sitting in a cafe with some dodgy jazz music going on in the background so forgive that we're in sitting, sitting in a place called de Carmen, which is a beach resort location in mexico it is the fifth of november
0: no it's the 12th of
1: november. 12th of november i am very out of date there's been too much mezcal consumed this place is completely open. So wherever you are around the world, if you're listening to this now or in a few days or even in a couple of years, right now the world is gripped by the COVID pandemic. This seems to be one of the last bastions that is open right now. There are girls strutting around the streets. Very few people are wearing masks. Gyms are open, clubs are open, bars are open. The weather is sweet.
0: The Beach clubs are in full swing. We are fucking loving it. We it's just absolutely much- amazing. In comparison to London, I can't think of anything worse than being sitting in a cold office while being separated two meters from everyone not being able to go outside not really being able to do anything there's nothing better than being able to sit outside in the sun yes watching some girls walk past a lot of fun
1: if you're yeah wondering what we've been up to we've been in Plata Carmo for about three or four days now we're getting to grips with it it's always the same thing and we'll talk about this on the the information we're going to detail in the podcast but you're always gonna come here and, and, and to a new place that you don't really know anyone. It's gonna take you a few days to kind of settle in. Mm. You're gonna be a bit nervous. You're gonna be a bit anxious. That's just normal human nature. I think the key is to just realize that these are emotions and they're fleeting, and that doesn't necessarily dictate that you've turned into some sort of nervous person. Like you're just getting used to grips with, with you know the new environment. Yeah, for sure. So for we'll sure. go into detail about kind of what to expect with all that stuff. But
0: I mean, how have you found the last few days? Anything to report? Um, obviously just loving the fact that we're next to a beach first and foremost um, there's a nice mix of you know tourists and local people here uh, like you say the first few days it's always a little bit more challenging the mind is getting used to the place you're getting to grips with it you're a little bit nervous because you haven't you still this is the first time I've been here this is the second time or third time you've been here um, but that's like you say that's just to expect and you know going to go over a few interesting things today, like, for example, where to go, health and fashion, language, getting sharp before you go, and also getting in shape, how long you should stay for, um, where do you actually stay, and we're going to be covering all that good stuff in today's podcast and it's not
1: just for Plata Carmen like if you are listening to this ahead of the I believe the 19th of November we're running a boot camp there 19th to 22nd in Plata Carmen and also a second boot camp 22nd to the 20, 26th to 29th of November it's four hours infield every day Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday price at 2600 US that price is legitimate for two thousand and twenty. One as well. As far as we go, we're doing a lot of four-day boot camps, and it's all in fields. So, if you are listening to this before Plata Carmen, you fancy joining us, which we'd highly recommend. There are a few spaces available. Email info at jamestus.com. Me or Les will jump on a phone call with you, map out exactly what to expect, if we can help you, and we'll get that all rolling. If it's not Plata Carmen, it may be Brazil for New Year's with me. It may be Colombia with myself and Les in Jan. Maybe Rio Carnival in feb 2021. It may be waiting till we come back to Russia, to Europe, to Ukraine, to Belarus from May onwards in 2021. It doesn't matter, even if you're listening to this one or two years later, the chances are, if we're not dead, we're still running boot camps around the world in these crazy locations. So get in touch inferjamestusk.com. And if you'd like to see loads of free content, head over to the YouTube channel as well, which I'm just called Tusk. But without further ado, let's go into this. So we are planning how best to maximise a day game or an overseas trip. Even if you don't really understand day game and you're like, fuck, I want to go somewhere with hot girls with my friends, this is still going to be applicable information. Any questions on this stuff, anything you want us to elaborate on, please get in touch, infojamesluss.com, and we'll just communicate with you over WhatsApp and fill in the gaps. Yeah, for sure. The first thing to do is is examining actually where to go. too many guys, and I've been guilty of this before, I'm thinking back to when I was you know, that rite of passage, kind of the in-betweeners movie, you go go away with a group of lads, 17, 18, you all go for your back, crack and sack beforehand, in a long line, in, in agony, thinking you're all discussing war stories in advance of how many muscles you're going to pull. You go on the holidays to the Greek island, you basically spend your time between being incredibly hungover, staying up till 6am, chain-smoking and not talking to a single girl, between that and running away from chabs on motorbikes, trying not to get stabbed, who are threatening you constantly, um, I mean that, that's pretty much you know you're between a rock and a hard goose that's pretty much the trip summed up but we've all oh. been there and it's just uh, there's so little conscious thought I think is put into actually planning these type of trips mm. very few men actually get longer than say unless you're an entrepreneur listening there's good on you I think you've done the right thing working for yourself but most people U.S. or U.K., you're going to get 20 to 30 days of holiday a year, right, to leave your hometown, home city, home state. Yep. You have to go, be going to a place to make the most of this. Most men, if they're single, okay, great, you're going away maybe to an activity like Rio Carnival or an event like a barbecue event in the southwest of the U.S. or or music festival. But let's be honest, having hot girls there is part of it. Most men are looking to go there to get some action, whether they admit it or not to themselves. But why not maximize that by actually going into detail, consciously being aware of of these factors which make up where to go so you can make that best possible decision about where the fuck in the world to book a flight to and go.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you say, most guys won't admit it, but every single guy that goes on holiday wants to hook up. And we're going to detail, detail out a list of exactly what you need to do. So first on the list. Decision, where do you actually want to go? And that's based on a few factors. And the first one. Well, let's just is... go through them
1: one by one. So, first of all, yeah, what type of
0: weather you actually like and what time of year you can take the holiday. Yeah. So, based on that, you want to choose a place of, you know, do you want it to be hot or do you want it to be cold? And that's going to make the, that's, you know, that's going to be the deciding factor one of the main deciding factors that's almost like the umbrella concept because if that's out of whack then you're just not going to enjoy the trip at all
1: yeah good point most men honestly uh i would recommend looking at places that are spring or summertime locations so luckily the globe rotates and it experiences different seasons at different places in the world our lives are set up so we're typically we, we base ourselves in london but from november to march we're in places with extremely hot weather we go to south america central america where it's summertime because yep. we don't like the cold obviously going to a place in summer is great because the women are out on the streets the sunbathing the skin on show people are just more friendly in the sun so unless unless there's a special reason like you have a special like love of the cold weather i'd 100 recommend going to places in spring or summertime or if you can't because of like work commitments go in autumn or fall as you guys call it in the states where it's not too cold yet but try and avoid winter because yeah. it's not conducive for what we teach which is day game there's a lack of people wanting to go out most people hibernate scandinavia great example this time of year now in november it's fucking freezing uh, i wouldn't rec- recommend it at all whereas when i was in sweden like two three months ago in june july it was perfect because it was 30 degrees with lots of women strutting around everyone getting drunk outside it's a no fucking brainer to be doing that so weather uh, and climate is a big thing. We'd urge on the side of spring, summer, ideally, but autumn, if not, um, if you're not too old and you're kind of hitting on university-age girls as well, autumn is usually a good time to travel to places,
0: Kiev, you know, Poland, Wrocław's Poland. Poland. has got a good, nice France, university September, time. October, Czech, yeah. Czech Republic, all of these places. The universities are back in full swing. So,
1: yeah, again, any questions on this, email us. Um, the second criteria on this list is kind of your personal preference depending on the type of actual atmosphere you like. Yeah,
0: so the atmosphere, what we distill it down to is basically, do you want more of a party atmosphere or do you want to go to a place that's a little bit more relaxed? So for example, are you going to be going to the Sarajevo Film Festival or what is that one in Odessa? There's, is a. I is think it, Odessa Film just, Festival. Odessa Film Festival, which is crazy, crazy busy. Um, that's going to determine whether you want to go to a party place or are you a little bit more relaxed are you going to maybe just go to say budapest in the summer or krakow in the summer or russia in the summer which is obviously still got those really really attractive girls but at the same time it's a little bit more relaxed but something that we were talking about before which is you should probably err on the side of going to a place that is more party orientated because if you decide that you do want a day to go out you've got that option got the option to go to the beach, you've got the option to go to the festival or the party that's happening, if you don't like that then you can go to the shopping centre which is going to be a lot more relaxed, a lot more easy, so it can cater to your needs.
1: Yeah, Rio Carnival is a great example, so Rio outside of New Year's or outside of Carnival, I don't actually rate as a place that highly, the women are not that attractive. Um, they tend to be on the darker side, it's not a race, racism thing, it's just, you know, they, I tend to prefer blonde hair, blue-eyed Brazilians from the south. Guess what happens during Rio Carnival or New Year's? They all come into town and they're all there as tourists. So they're all super friendly and want to have a good time. They're not there for a long time they there for a good time and a short time. Um, As Les says, the benefit of going somewhere like Rio in, in Carnival or New Year's is you've got the option of going to wild parties. The bars are packed with people. Uh, the city's swelled up with a, a larger population, but if you want to do more chilled stuff because you are on the more just relaxed side of things, then you've got the option of going to the beach day gaming in the day or going to shopping malls. But it gives you that option and it just inflates the number of people there. And there's always with a place with more tourists, there's more chance of, of get, making something happen quickly if that's what you're there for. Bigger one-night sand culture because people are not, they're there, they're transient. They don't give a fuck they know you're not going to judge them because you're also a tourist so 100 we call it party day game and, and a lot of the trips i've done in recent years with students have all been based around it think flow festival in helsinki think uh london fashion week paris fashion week new york fashion week think rio carnival think rio new year's eve think day of the dead mexico sarajevo, sarajevo Pol- film Pol- festival. festival it just gives you that brilliant sochi option. sochi yeah any any holiday location as well so places like budvar sochi some guys really like exploring cities and that's fine and if that's the case I'd have you know if you're a history buff or whatever and you're into that I did history at uni I get it um it's a cool thing you can do is kind of map out a place like belgrade and map out on your day game route just build a map on google maps encompassing some cool cultural stuff to see yeah. some cool cafes some cool bars all that sort of stuff you can build a map uh, and then stick to it and when stick you get to that. that you know that can be your day game route you, t- you take around and then you're adding culture and stuff like that in but my personal preference is Go around the time there's a big event happening and then you can sandwich it after or before the event with actually seeing the city as it's normally done and then go and do some cool cultural shit so in rio for example i recommend guys go to a few waterfalls um there's some really cool beaches you can go to like a, an amazing barbecue restaurant you can do all this shit when the craziness of the event subsided um again you know pretty much my life the last three or four years has been going traveling to these fucking events these crazy places taking students there and having wild experiences so get in touch with me or Les, and we can tell you exactly where it's good around the time of the year. I was joking with a friend um, who I've known for a while when I was in my final year of uni, being like, oh, it'd be sick to just be basically traveling around to all these fucking parties um, and just somehow giving guys value. And that's pretty much what I've now done accidentally, which is go to all these places with students, teach them day game, dating. We have some crazy times. We're drinking whiskey, we're doing shots. You know, Occasionally there's some semester curriculars involved at the adult candy store but generally it's about ex- an experience, and they come out of it going, fuck me, I'm so glad I went with you, because A, you knew what you were doing,
0: in terms of teaching me the stuff, but also B... It wasn't would, based purely on the fact that no. you were going there just to pull girls. It and, was
1: experience and having someone there to show them around, because things yeah. like Brazil, I've been there for five years in a row now, to Rio Carnival, I know my way around it, I know cool guys, I can get us into cool parties.
0: So it's almost just creating that experience yeah. for people as much as Yeah, for sure, Let's go, let's name a few, uh, really cool big cities that have that historical element for guys that maybe are not completely yeah. interested in going to a party day game play. So a few that come to my mind, mm-hmm. one would be Krakow in Poland and Europe. Uh, another would be, I'm guessing you're going to say Medellin. I haven't actually been there yet, but I'm sure that would be high on the list for just levels of attractiveness of women and also receptiveness of women. I wouldn't what say else? it's
1: a massive historical place. Are not
0: historical, t- but just a good place to go and see it. Nice way of living, good, good uh, quality of life, cheap quality of life.
1: Yeah, Zagreb is cool. Belgrade is cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of Helsinki. Full stop. Again, but in in spring or summer. Sure. Um, Moscow, St. Petersburg are the obvious ones that scream out where they have you know hot
0: girls in the location as well. Um, also, those... South, South Africa, Cape Town, good place to go.
1: Yeah, that's a cool place to go. Again. Don't get the seasons mixed up i mean i went in christmas which typically in the uk obviously is cold but it was That's super, summer, like super, summer. Super, yeah exactly yeah. and it was great uh, a bit of a head because i wasn't used to having a hot christmas but loved it there were some hot girls there as well would i recommend it as the ultimate day game location no but yeah. it's a cool place to visit no, um, sure. there's so many options i mean the world is a big place and it's on you to figure out what type of girls you like and what type of place you want to explore isn't it and on, and on that note Going into the kind of uh, the, the girls, which obviously play a big role in deciding where to actually take a holiday. What would you have to say about that?
0: So choose a place on the type of girls that you like, but also the receptiveness, and that should be based on how long you're gonna stay in a place. So for example, you know, in Europe the hottest girls that I've seen are from Ukraine and Russia. But they're also not the most forward, outgoing women. So they're a little bit more conservative, they're a little bit more relaxed, obviously a little bit more oh, come from a traditional background. So if you're going to that type of place, you're going to get the tall, modely type of girls, but you're not going to be having one night stands with those girls every single night. You know, it's not that hookup culture. It's a bit
1: more traditional.
0: A little bit more traditional, so.
1: But yeah, I mean, it depends again, because like, we went to say Odessa right which is, a, which is a holiday location and whilst i'd agree that you're not going to get near the locals unless you speak russian or you've got a serious value you can fuck um girls quite quickly who are tourists from other parts of ukraine yeah. so there's nuances within all these things but yeah the, i think the first thing to look at primarily is what type of girls do you actually like you know in terms of ethnicity in terms of like skin color you know blonde hair blue eye girls obviously if that's your thing look at place like norway sweden finland if you like uh, more of the kind of Mediterranean look, obviously look at places like Barcelona, Lisbon. Um, you've got Mediterranean girls, so uh, Mykonos. You've got Thessalonica, Athens, uh, Istanbul. You know, Turkish girls. It, it just depends. If you don't really know what you like, uh, then spend some time trying to figure it out. Most guys, though, if we're being honest, they're not in a position to be too choosy. You can go to most cities around the world and there's going to be a high population of hot girls. But obviously if you're into, say, white girls, don't go to China and expect, you know, to be pulling loads of white girls. It's just stupid. So try and play, you know, try and think a little bit in terms of like what the girls are going to look like in advance.
0: I think it is important. No, for sure. And I mean, one one place you must start is just South America, obviously. South America, Colombia, Brazil,
1: always a safe pair of hands. Women there, basic sexual market economics, which we haven't got down in the notes to talk about. But if you look a certain way, all you need to do is put yourself the other side of the globe and you're going to be a scarce asset. So if you if you look like one of our friends called Sam, who's blonde hair, blue eyes, when he goes to Scandinavia, he basically gets zero attention because they just assume he's from Scandinavia. Sure. But when he goes to Brazil, where he spends a lot of time, he's a massively hot property. His value goes up at least two points because he looks very different and he's a scarce asset. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's fascinating the kind of ethnicities with this stuff, but in my experience, British Asian guys like Indian Pakistani guys you get massive value if you go to the US. I think it's yeah, a also,
0: uh, Southeast Asia actually, as Southeast
1: well. Asia and Scandinavia.
0: Yeah, black dudes,
1: I mean, pretty much anywhere really. Um, some places I'd say are a bit more old school in the, in their views. So we've got a friend Kofi who charges like Eastern around, Europe he He charges around former Soviet Union and he takes a bit of a view, gets laid like a rock star, but. If you're more sensitive to, you know, potentially getting in trouble with, with local men, I would say as, as a black guy, avoid form Soviet Union. Look at going to places like Colombia, Brazil, Scandinavia, you do very well. So again, the, the nuances we could go on about for, for fucking hours, but get in touch with us because we've traveled extensively and worked with clients extensively in all these places. So we understand the dynamics of how it plays out, generally speaking in terms of value adds for sexual market economics. Level of sure. English is a big one. Russia, Ukraine, mm. obviously level of Not English is, is, is lacking. If you can speak the foreign language, your value massively goes up.
0: Mm. Most guys- that is the caveat, though. So the level of English isn't that good. But if you can talk it, then, you're, then you're, your level, your value is massively, massively increased. If you can talk the local language. If you can talk the local language. It's a big
1: if, though. Yeah, I mean, some, some countries it doesn't really matter. Uh, like I've been taking students to Brazil and Colombia for a long time who mostly don't speak Spanish and Portuguese and, and it, speaking English works a filter system, particularly if you take them during like these big events like Carnival and New Year's where girls in town actually just want to fuck a foreign guy. So they're like, oh, he's speaking English. Okay. They're Brazilian guys that pretend to be British, aren't they? In Carnival, yeah. yeah. And the, you actually, I've been ID'd a few times where the Brazilian guys like, no, you're Portuguese. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I produce my British passport. It's game on immediately. Yeah. Just because they want to fuck a foreign guy. Yeah. It's fucking insane how it works. It's utterly bizarre. It? Uh, but yeah, be aware of the level of English. Generally speaking, Scandinavians, very high level of English. Balkans, so Serbia, Croatia, uh, Bosnia... Um, very high level of English, um, Spain is quite low, Italy is low, South America is pretty low generally speaking, Mexico is very low, Mexico is low, so just be aware of, uh, of if you can't speak the foreign language, you know, that, that will play a part, can you get laid if you go to a place with, with no language skills, absolutely, you just start using things like translate, buy a local sim card. And you're just, you know, you're reffing into your phone, and and if a girl's interested, you know, she, we, if she
0: likes the look of you, she's gonna, she's gonna make things move forward. Plus, yeah. it actually puts a lot of emphasis on your body language as well, because and, your eye contact, quality. your eye contact, your body language, your voice quality, all of those have to be on point because we bang on about it so yeah. much, don't we? But.
1: You know, only ten percent of communication is actually the, ver- the words you're using. It's, it's all about how you're saying stuff and what you look like in terms of your body language, and, and, and that conveys so much to someone, right? Yeah. So it's easy to forget that. Oh, I don't speak the language. I'm fucked. That's
0: not the case. At no, all. for sure. For sure. What else we got? Cost of living. Where to go? Yes, yeah, so cost of living. If you if you're looking at places like, you know, Eastern Europe, South America, Southeast Asia naturally those places are going to be a lot cheaper than if you go to somewhere like Sweden i haven't been to sweden but i've looked at the prices and you know those are really really expensive russia is a little bit of an exception because it is far east europe but at the same time it is still quite expensive to live there in comparison to places like brazil mexico south america eastern europe
1: but also remember if you go around an event, the price are massive inflated. Like Oktoberfest sure. in Munich, if you look at the prices, the accommodation quadruples in price. Same with Rio Carnival. Price
0: doubles or triples from yeah. what it should be outside of that. Also Playa del Common in Mexico is much more expensive than other places because it's a holiday resort as well. Yeah.
1: So sitting down you're always paying three pounds for coffee, which is like London price. Yeah. But it's just by the by, isn't it? Um, so just these are just factors. There's no definitive answers to these. It's just stuff to bear in mind when you're picking a place to go. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh my mate Barry says We're going to turn a reef and then turn up and start complaining when it's just a load of fucking fat English people and no hot girls.
0: On stag parties.
1: Because again, just being consciously aware of this, hopefully you start thinking about it. And mm-hmm. again, any questions get in touch with us because we've traveled extensively and we know these places. Uh, next element to be preparing before you go. So I mean, we're just we're kind of saying in an ideal world, maybe you've got two or three months before you actually fucking go. Um, that's I guess
0: that's the ideal. But you, you've put down here about health and fashion. Yeah, for sure. So before, you know, most of the time you're going to know that you're going to a place, most people work corporate jobs. Um, they plan their holidays a month or two in advance. And if you're planning your holiday two or three months in advance, you're going to have enough time to get your health. Basically, how good you look naked. In, you're going to have time to have that on to get that on point so normally what what i recommend is what you did i didn't do this i'm guilty of not doing this but get a trainer for a few months before you actually go to a place so well you you've now ready. ironically got a
1: trainer in the place
0: now i've got a trainer in the place because you are going to stay here. here for longer than the average yeah. dude
1: yeah get a trainer man there's no excuse we talk about this a lot but anything in life, find your expert in, a, in the area that you want to get better at and, and pay the money and, and that's how they save you your, your asset, which is time, you know, must for sure. It's, it.
0: it's based on accountability as well, so you may, you know, if for some small reason you are actually doing it correctly, the chances are you're not doing it enough, um, but the trainer really just takes all the mind, all the effort out, holds you accountable, gives you correct form and I mean, you're 10 times more likely of actually getting to where you want to be. So. If you know you're going to a place two months before, get a trainer, let him take care of that. And you should be in decent shape if you're a normal guy beforehand. On top of that, you should be working on your fashion just so that you don't have to go and buy a whole wardrobe of clothes two or three days beforehand. Get your fashion on point beforehand because you will stick out when you go to that place. I've been walking around here and most guys are just walking around in vests and slops. They're not in good shape. So you will definitely elevate yourself above the rest and people are going to notice it's that simple. You're going to walk around not only looking better, but you're also going to walk around more confidently and that's going to have a direct impact on how positively girls respond to you when when you approach them. Yeah, uh, on that note,
1: I very early met a girl who's dressed himself well, uh, taught himself. A guy he, who's dressed himself? Sorry, a, a guy, unless he works in the industry. Mm. And even then I've, I've seen guys who work in the industry and they still dress
0: like shit. Like, yeah. fuck what's going on here yeah
1: uh, but the point is fashion and fitness are a big thing to, to consider there's no excuse as a man to not be low body fat percentage and in good shape it's going to make you more attracted to women it's going to increase the amount of girls that look over at you and just give you that invitation to approach immediately same with the fashion most men are completely fashion illiterate you can't do this yourself get in touch with me because I have two very good guys one is called JP he's a fitness trainer he gets me in shape He's, he works with guys remotely, sorting out their fishing and nutrition, fishing, their fitness and nutrition. He ultimately tracks them, holds them accountable, gets you down to a lean, lean body fat percentage. And then Ollie, who deals with the fashion, he gets guys looking slick. And again, you know, yes, you have to pay money for this shit, but is it worth it? Yes, hundred percent.
0: Is it worth trying to do it yourself? No, not really. But you're investing in yourself. This is. I was having this thought the other day when you when you spend money on, on trainers, whether that's for language dating or fitness you're investing in yourself so you're adding to your value as a human massively and I think people underrate, underestimate how much value you're actually adding to yourself the reason being is because no one else does it you know walking around the streets here and like there are some guys who are absolutely jacked they're probably on the gear because you can buy it over the counter which is absolutely hilarious but for the most part most guys are not in shape at all so if you do get yourself looking good you are going to massively elevate yourself above uh, the competition. Yes, agreed. Languages, Boom, languages. So if you if you know that you're going to a place two months beforehand and you know the English levels are not very good, so I'll use a prime example, Mexico. Uh, most girls that I've spoken to who are local, they really don't have a good level of English. So even if you spend two months, you know you get um, you get a, a tutor. We use Italki. Mm-hmm. And get tutors on Italki for dirt cheap. Um, if you spend three to four hours a week, you do a bit of homework in between that, you're going to have a basic understanding of the levels of English. Girls are just going to associate you with someone who, they, who actually knows a little bit. You're not going to be a complete bringer when you come to these places. Because from what we've seen, you know, if some of the time, not all the time, but if you go up to a girl and you just start talking English to her, whether, whether she's conscious of it or not, she just boxes you into this ignorant tourist, As opposed to if you can go and bullshit your way through the first two or three minutes. You know how to introduce yourself. You know how to ask her where the good places are. You know how to ask her a few questions about herself. Immediately, she thinks, oh, this guy's a little bit more local. And you're going to get your foot in the door. And you just know when people are talking about you. You're not going to get fucked over in all situations. So great. If you go into a place, you know, learn the language. Obviously, if you go into places um, that have good English levels, you don't need to. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it on languages
1: yeah italki that's the one to do um, yeah I, look unless you're into Chinese birds really the languages you need to know uh, generally speaking yeah, are Spanish Portuguese if you like if you bother if you want to bother with Brazilian, Brazil
0: Portuguese.
1: yeah uh, Spanish covers you with so many countries South America I mean is, is entirely apart from French and I think and Brazil is entirely Spanish-speaking um, Russian obviously covers the entire of the former Soviet Union, which lots and lots of hot women there, English obviously is English. So those, the, I'd say the, 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 the essential three to really look at if you're serious about traveling and dating very hot women in each place are English, Russian and Spanish. Sure. Uh, to be honest, just English and Spanish is it covers you for most places. But if you want former Soviet Union, you, you want Brazil, then you need to be doing Portuguese and Russian as well. Yeah, first sure. start with English
0: and Spanish. What's well, an, an easy? I- it's an easy one to learn as well. Just to get into the, the habit of learning a language, learn the best ways to learn a language as well before you go to the more challenging ones. Yes, agreed. Um, so the next thing on the list is how long do you actually want to stay for a trip? And you know, James and I agree that you should probably be be staying. <laughs> between uh, one week to two weeks when you go to a new place. Uh, If you're going to a place that's a little bit more conservative, for example, uh, Central Europe, maybe Poland or Eastern Europe, then you should probably be staying there for a little bit longer. The reason being is because the girls are a little bit more traditional, so you're not going to be sleeping with them as fast as you would if you go to a more Latin America uh, type of culture where they're more sexually expressive. So you'll take a few days, a few dates to to sleep with those girls. So if you go into a place that is more conservative, allocate more time. Uh, the sort of level of of how conservative the girls are as well is also based on whether there's a festival going on in that area. So if it is a festival, you can guarantee that the girls are going to be more sexually open they're going to be looking for that one one night stand culture a lot of girls will be actually be coming into that area from other places for example odessa a lot of the girls that we actually met they weren't from weren't from odessa and i remember you you brought back a few girls and where were they from exactly belarus they were from belarus and you know <laughs> naturally Belarusian girls are going to be quite conservative but because they were on tour they were a little bit more open sort of a on tour mentality let's hook up with some guys I'd
1: say actually Belarus is is the is the anomaly in the sense that they're not they are they, because I think tourism has only really started happening in the last year or so they're actually incredibly sexually liberal.
0: In comparison to South America, though. In comparison, yeah, as I I went
1: there and slept with a different girl every night. Okay. And not doing much, just literally showing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, compared to Ukraine and, and uh, Russia, it's massively liberal. But the, your point stands validly, which is if you meet a Russian girl or a Ukrainian girl in, in Odessa and she's on holiday there, you're far more likely to be able to do something sure, Absolutely so. agree. Whereas a local, you're going to eat more time. Um, Okay, so how long, yeah, in terms of just just knowledge on the ground as well, if you don't know this stuff, obviously spend some time googling things, but I have 50 different wing groups set up in 50 different major cities around the world. I know about 3,000 people who are actively going out doing day game, doing night game, who are based in a multitude of over, I think, 170 different countries. Basically, I know people where you need to know people. And so get in touch with me and I can put you in touch with these guys and they can give you the local knowledge. Where are the best day game spots in Belgrade, where are the best restaurants, where are the best clubs, uh, what are the nuances you need to know when you're interacting with women, how likely it is you can get physical with them quickly, all this stuff, leverage the bank of knowledge that I have by getting in touch with me, infojamestust.com and I can put you in touch with these guys and add you to win groups that I have in the cities as well. So that is a big thing. Um, the other thing I'd like to talk about is I, I'm not a big fan of Tinder, but I do think it is worth pipelining in advance, setting your location to or using Tinder Gold to the location in question. For example, I often do it if I'm in Brazil, in Rio or Sao Paulo, and I'm thinking about traveling to another city, like a smaller city, like, and I don't know anything about the place. I'll put myself in that location on Tinder and swipe through. And generally speaking, you can always assume that Whatever you see on Tinder in real life is usually one or two points hotter. So if the girls are pretty hot, then in the in the place in question, you can be sure that when you actually arrive there, they're going to be even hotter. So it's a very sneaky trick to use. Not very sneaky, but it's a, it's a useful trick to use for anywhere around the world, basically. Just setting your location and then you can see what happens. I also would recommend speaking to girls, not going out of your way to do this too much, but you know, actually interacting with girls a bit in advance, swiping through for like 5-10 minutes with unlimited swipes option and seeing what hits and just start talking to the local girls in the place you're going to. Are, are the dates you're going to go on going to be stunners? Unless you know Tinder like really well, probably not.
0: I, I, Unless you're a Calvin Klein model.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to bang on about the fact that Tinder is a complete waste of time in the, in the ratio aspect compared to day game. It is, but I'm not going to elaborate why. I'm just going to say, look, if you want to have a swipe through, set up some dates in advance. Nothing wrong with that. It allows you to hit the ground running, build that kind of momentum as soon as you arrive because you've got dates signed up. And at the worst, worst case scenario, you turn up for a drink. You're not, not really into the girl. You can just grill her for information, find out like where all the good clubs, the bars, you know, everything you need to know about the place like restaurants to eat are. So I'd say that is the one time I really do advocate using Tinder. If you know no one in the city and you want to get the ball rolling, uh, start pipelining these in advance and set up a few dates. Yeah, for sure where to stay, the final bit of beforehand. So Airbnb or
0: hotel, what do you prefer? So I prefer Airbnb. The reason being is because if you stay in an Airbnb, if you have the entire place to yourself, you never get questioned bringing girls back. You know, you've got the whole place to yourself. You don't have to worry about signing people in. Uh, I know that in a lot of the Places like Colombia, if you don't specifically book for two people in the hotel, they sometimes overcharge you. Also, sometimes if you bring girls back, they think they're they're hookers. So, I personally prefer Airbnb. That's just my personal opinion. But I know you actually think that hotels can actually be a little bit better.
1: Um, I As don't far. have a
0: preference. It's, honestly, I like to mix it up. I'm no. in an Airbnb at the
1: moment for the next two weeks, but then I switched to a hotel for ten days and. Look, if if you're on more of a budget and you're really going to be preparing food at home, like three three meals a day,
0: etc. Um, etc. Et Airbnbs tend to be a little bit cheaper. Um, That's actually a good point as well. If you're on a health kick, it's probably better to have an Airbnb where you can cook your meals. But then um, again, save it's, a little bit yeah, it's on, they're on all food.
1: contradictions though because like, yeah. you know, I agree with you, but at the same time, then actually to not waste time fucking preparing meals which we probably waste three or four hours a day doing uh well okay that's an exaggeration but always not having food at home if you are in an airbnb and then just going out and being like right i'm going to eat two meals a day and they're both going to be salads you can be quite strict with it as well and you're not wasting time fucking preparing food and sitting in your apartment which i'd recommend most guys not to be doing yeah. so it's a counterbalance to everything there's no right or wrong i I'd, I'd, I'd say look at places like airbnb look at booking.com you can get apartments and hotels Figure it out, figure out like realistically you're going to be cooking for yourself. Um, There's there's no right or wrong, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um.
1: Next bit on the list, logistics. So yeah, I'd always say in advance of like, obviously booking an Airbnb or a hotel, look where all the bars are going to be, look where the big like posh shopping malls are going to be. Those are usually going to indicate logistics for day game. Get in touch with me if you don't know anything about the city and I'll put you in touch with local guys or ask me directly about, James, I'm thinking of going to Zagreb, where should I be staying? And I can tell you all this stuff. Um, it's, it's about, it's on you to do your own research, but just be aware that you can ask me. And also I do know people in the cities that are able to tell you as well, even if I don't know. So I say get in touch with that. But yeah, generally speaking, you want to be basing it near high-end shopping malls or areas with on the map that's clustered with bars, because then you've got date locations available. If you're planning on doing bar game, it makes it easy to pull back to your place. Just no brainers, isn't it, with this sort of stuff? Uh, or if there's a beach. I usually look for where a big gym and a supermarket, a, a big supermarket going to be as well. I mean, ideally they're quite near to me because I yeah. know I'm going to be probably needing food and I know I'm going to need to go to the gym. Yeah. So basics like that.
0: Don't, for whatever you do, don't, I've made this mistake, go on to Airbnb and just type in the city and find a place that looks nice and book it because you will fuck yourself properly and be an hour away from where you should be. Did you do and that? I've done that a few times, even on this trip. You know, I thought I did my research and I still fucked myself a little bit because I'm a part of 15 or 20 minute walk from here, mm. which is not ideal. You want to be about five minutes from the center. So, you know, a good strategy is probably book a place for two or three days before If you really don't know the city then go to the place find out where the best spots are and then book a place on airbnb or booking.com you know you stand the chance of maybe paying higher prices because you've booked last minute but at the same time logistics get you laid and it's it's that simple like good logistics are going to get you laid i agree
1: most cities though that we'd recommend you go to me or laz or one of my coaches or someone I know is either living in or has been to. So we have this information available. If you're really not sure, just get in touch. Yeah. Anything else with planning, trip logistics that you can
0: think of, or is that pretty much cover it? I think that's pretty much it if we run over German supermarket as well. Just make sure that you can, yeah, like you say, find a good gym and also a supermarket when you get to the place. That's pretty much it, really. Yeah,
1: that's all you need to prepare. Any questions on that or anything you want to elaborate, infojames.com, include your WhatsApp number and we can discuss. Uh, we will see you in the next episode where we talk about exactly once you've actually arrived in the location in question what exactly to do as soon as you fucking touch down for sure Uh, and and the key things there which is something that isn't really talked about but is actually super important just get that momentum going so we'll see you in the next one pleasure as always guys and speak to you soon adios